To 11. Satchel <laughs> Frasier, Satchel Frasier. Satchel Frasier. I am wounded. <laughs> They're always laughing at Frasier at the end of that clip. <laughs> and it's so fake. I mean, maybe they were really cracking up at the I am wounded, but I don't know. Oh, I would have been just in stitches myself. A live studio audience, like energy i'd be laughing like an idiot at all that stuff i know i would i always wonder how many takes they do if by like take five you're like all right yeah. we get, i've seen the joke it's old or if they ice it and they're like time. use the laughter from take one that's probably splice true. it into take five that is probably true or like scooby-doo they still can it and they yeah. just pipe it in whenever they want that's for all the jazz heads out there get the reference okay yes sir steve had to turn a fan off real quick sorry if you heard a light whooshing uh noise there early in the episode well this is oh jordan's clingling some ice over there clingling and jingling and all the fun i did it i did it again this is sideshow frazier if it's your first time joining us, uh, it's a podcast about Frasier and one other show from the same broadcast week in history. That's right. It's hosted by me, Steve Shackelford, and Jordan Wilson over there. This week, our sideshow is an episode of Boy Meets World huh. called Pairing Off. And our main dish is uh, Frasier, the unkindest cut of all. A heartfelt title. No clue what it means. No, <laughs> it doesn't really. No, they, they don't really match up all the time, but that's okay. I'm sure smart people get it, but probably. I don't. Yeah, probably. Oh it's God. just some of the stuff that's just over my head. I mean, right. the unkindest. Is this Cheryl Crow? All. The first cut is the deepest. No, that was after Is there this. a saying that's like the kindest cut of all? Kind of sounds like something that flows and goes. Yeah, that's probably true. It's the kindest cut of all. The kindest cut of know. all. It's probably a northern thing. Is it a beef thing? Is it about cows? Yeah, probably. It's probably about cows or sows. Oh, okay. Like guy's name Sal? No, Sal. S-O-W. Oh, okay. Uh, that's a pig. Uh, oh, oh, really? Yeah. A sow? A sow? I saw some real fat sows at the, <laughs> at the fair this weekend. Man, I, when we went into the birthing tent and saw this probably sounds just alien from anybody else's perspective doesn't live in texas but what are you reading Your i'm face. reading all about the kindest cut of all a book by brenda griffin about <laughs> spaying and neutering young kittens and puppies there you go there's the reference the kindest cut of all movie see i'm sure other people were quite confused as well and didn't have the the just the sheer audacity to look it up live the kindest cut of all is no cut at all interesting huh yeah well now we know that we don't know it's pretty, i know less after looking that up actually yeah. <laughs> we don't have researchers on this show someday we'll get some and they'll give me some juicy notes about what's going on but for now we have to go off my notes so this episode of frazier it's a uh, season two episode two it aired in September on September 27th of 1994. Mm. A giant year for the number four. Why? Oh, one. Why? I, I mean, it just was. 
it's one of the only times it gets during the decade. <laughs> Just the once. Well, it gets it a bunch in the 40s, you know, That's but true. once you get to the 90s, it's like, all right, you know. That's true. We're closer to the 40s to the other 40s now. Yeah. You know what else we're close to? Huh. Frasier's uh, reboot or renewal or continuation, the reprise. A lot of argument about what to call it out there because they're just calling it Frasier. Yeah. Um, but we'll get to see if he has a dog. That's true. As of right now, it's October 4th. I believe the series airs October 12th. So a week <sighs> from when we are recording this episode. So we will know all about Frasier's new life here soon enough. Oh my God. This episode of Frasier, though, it uh, starts in the apartment. Martin and Daphne hanging out. Uh, they're pressing Frasier's cashmere socks. Yeah, very, very gently and with a lot of care. I don't think it was care. It seemed to be more uh, pressing with malice. You think so? She seemed disgruntled. Okay. So she's she's spitefully pressing them socks. That's what I feel like. Mm. I feel like she was hate pressing them almost you know just like, rage pressing socks all exactly day. rage press there you go <laughs> yeah the old rage press i'm sure that's happened with the like buttons that fire off missiles and stuff like that sure. you know, it's like corporal please <laughs> admiral not again we please. can't have you rage those pressing. are very expensive sir <laughs> don't unlaunch the torpedo <laughs> for nothing <laughs> you're not even shooting at anything sir there was a giant dead whale carcass <laughs> That, what do you I expect they, me to do? I bet they do shoot at whale carcasses. Do they have machine guns on submarines? Can you shoot like a gun gun under like the... Like that kind of... Because I know you got a torpedo. I you need can a torpedo. I need a Navy man to let me know a submariner because I don't know. You would think they would have some kind of like spray fire bullets, but yeah. I'm not going to Dr. Google again. I already went there for the title of this episode. They probably got all sorts of weird stuff, though. They got weird, weird kinds of underwater weapons, you know, <laughs> it's the sound wave stuff. And they, oh, you're right. I think they do have the ultrasonic. Shoot out barracudas and piranhas from a thing. That's, now, if they are using biological warfare that's like fully formed animal species, I am more in, uh, you know. I, have I call these mini t- mini piranha. Mini piranha, yeah. Like I said, the barracuda. Where's the barracuda native to? I've mm. never seen a barracuda in a Texas lake. The Caribbean. I don't know. Caribbean. Yeah, that I makes sense. Say Caribbean. Um, because yeah, I said the other biological thing that I guess you could do, um, is like the octopus. Because I think those giant ones they can take down boats oh, yeah. too, right? Oh, I've I've read some uh, or mermaids. Mermaids could help. Mermaids are, did you know that mermaids, because the beluga, you know the beluga whale? Mm-hmm. The beluga has knees. And so when the beluga swims, no joke, when the beluga swims, it like creates like what looks like a mermaid's knees and then people see it underwater and you can't really see underwater. Nobody can unless you have, I mean, even in the ocean, you got goggles on and you ain't seeing it clear. What do they have knees for? I don't know. Well, that seems odd. They have knees though. Hmm. I don't know why... You would develop knees if you don't need knees. Yeah, why are whales swimming around with knees in their bodies? I wonder what all stuff I have that I don't need inside of me. Yeah, that's an interesting way to go. Like, what are humans going to evolve into? I bet we don't need all of our fingers. We just we just have a mitt. Based on what I know about aliens, <laughs> and it's not much, 
I think we're going to evolve into being uh, hairless, yeah, tall, giant, very thin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Got to have huge eyes That's someday. True. For uh, some reason, everybody's either like gray or white. Yep. It's you just know. easier that way. Yeah. Um, we all wear the same suit. Uh, I know that. It's and then eventually, eventually, as it keeps going, you just turn into light. Just, uh, yeah. just straight light. That's just consciousness. Yep. Yeah. I agree. Speaking of light, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Greenway from the building arrives, and she's not in too much of a light move. No. Uh, or light mood. She comes up, and she storms in. She's telling Martin that, Eddie got her dog pregnant. Yeah. She's like, there he is. <laughs> the little mongrel. When was Eddie she off getting him, it on? She called him horny. <laughs> she used the word. She was like, that horny little dog or whatever she said. <laughs> I support it. I support calling dogs horned up or horny. <laughs> like, he's just a dog. I mean, he's doing what he does. Yeah. But when does Martin let him off leash enough to get down with somebody? At the park. At the park? He goes to the dog park. It's probably either enclosed or it's just a big field. And he's, you know, he's not prone to run away, I guess. And so he just lets him off. And Nobody saw this happen? Are you going to? What are you going to do? Go and stop dogs? Hey, he's you got two. that cane. Hey, you two. Or was it Daphne with the dog? You don't break up a do- dog's doing it, Steve. That's dangerous business, bud. You will get scratched <laughs> or because it, it it's, it, I'm not going to go into detail here, but it is more there's more connection um made between mm. a dog and another dog mm. <laughs> than, than even humans than humans yeah uh, they don't perform ceremonial weddings but the bond is somehow stronger <laughs> you know like, <laughs> like, as yeah. they they do make each other bows bow wows uh bow wow vows instead of vows, yeah, bow, exactly, vows. yeah. and read your bows yeah it's beautiful stuff really <laughs> um and yeah you don't break up a dog's bone sesh yeah they do love a good bone i have heard that about dogs before in my life so all right i guess if you see it happening at the park and your old man crane you just say, I'm going to let this happen. Yeah, you, I have to let this go. I, bet, I feel like Martin would be like, oh, Eddie, go, like, this is that's sex- my boy. Yeah, this is a <laughs> sex-filled week here um, <laughs> with our Boy Meets World pairing off episode yeah. that we'll get to momentarily very, here. Very raucous, uh, yeah. horned up week in good television. Gravy. <laughs> uh, um, so... This lady drops the uh, the whole box of puppies. Yeah, Daphne's face lights up. Yeah, she goes just like anybody normal because there was yes. like five puppies in a box, and it's like oh, like my face would have lit up. Yeah, it's anybody it's puppies. Like, it's puppies. It doesn't matter. It's puppies. puppies. But <laughs> Fraser has to deal with them. He's got a nice house. He already despises Eddie. <laughs> Um, and you forget how big Eddie is until you see him next to a puppy. A little puppy, I know. And you're like, oh man, Eddie's kind of a big dog, you mm. know? I mean, he's a full-grown Jack Russell, but he's a big guy. I thought it was a fun day for Eddie, the, the actor, Eddie, the dog. What's his name? Geronimo? No. Gigantor? They call him something. Burt Reynolds. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Burt Reynolds. We're, we're two seasons in, and I still have, can't remember his, the dog's real name. Sorry for all the diehard fans that might be listening and just yelling at me right now. Oh, only diehard fans. It's gargantuan. Yeah, exactly. Don't you know the meat monster is, gargantuan? I'm, I'm pretty sure it's something that's like 
uh, you know, like a synonym for very big as, oh. because it's like calling a fat guy Tony or teeny, <laughs> tiny, no. I mean, tiny. Every fat guy I know is named Tony. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> tiny. No, and that's not saying that every Tony I know is fat. I'm saying every fat guy I know <laughs> just is happens named, to be named Tony. I only know so many and they're all named Tony or Anthony. It's like, wow, true that work? or Anthony. Uh, so Frazier's livid about this puppy development. But Daphne wants to name him. Yeah. Martin digs the puppies. He's all in. Uh, and then Frazier storms out of the apartment, leaves with the puppies. He's going to take them up to the station. He's, he said he was going to kill them. <laughs> he said he was going to kill them? <laughs> so that's the energy he put off. I'm going to go murder these puppies. <laughs> if anyone Throw was going to murder. Space Needle. <laughs> he seems like the type. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I mean, maybe it's the sideshow bombing him, but he does yeah. seem like the type that would murder a box of puppies, unfortunately. <laughs> Yeah. I've seen him go crazy a few times already in the show. Uh-huh. Uh, so then he heads up to KACL. Frazier tries to pawn a puppy off on Roz. Uh, she <laughs> she does this whole like uh, fake um, like dog attraction <laughs> thing. So she lets him know he's a she's a cat person. You know, I you know I'm just not really into dogs, and I'm not even like a don't get me like cat calendars and crap like yeah. that. Is I think she what couldn't she even says. remember the cat's name. Yeah, she's like, no, I'm not going to do a dog sprinkles or something. I don't know. Uh, but she does fake that she's into the dog uh, quite a bit, <laughs> and it's it's heart wrenching just <laughs> watching her turn it on and turn it off like this, where she just it's like so stone cold. She just humors that puppy, and she seems like a great salesperson. Yeah. You know, she's like, oh, my gosh, you're the cutest little thing I've ever seen. And she's like, there, Frazier, you see, I don't give a damn about this <laughs> just dog. switched it off immediately. Ice queen, that one. She says she does it with men, too. Yeah, she did. <laughs> so she is leaning into more her, like, I'm a empowered, not even necessarily I get around kind of woman, but, like, I'm in control. Yeah, don't the, mess with me. Yeah, exactly. So that was certainly more the vibe as opposed to Fraser putting her down. Sure. So I think they probably did get some focus group testing in between one and two, and we're Stop like, hey, exactly. Put her in the driver's seat yeah. of this stuff as opposed to you guys just being like, geez, get around much, Roz. Sure. You know. Perry Gilpin plays it much better that way too, in my yeah. opinion. Like as opposed to having to like be the butt of the joke, it's more, you know, she is much more. Uh, suited for that type of role. She's a much better Roz um, than David Schwimmer was when I kept calling him Roz in our last episode. <laughs> and I'm sure it was frustrating for the NBC executives at times too when they're like, I'm sorry, who are you talking about? You're telling me Ross is a... Uh, Roz or uh, Ross? Yeah, I don't know what you're saying. I'm, I'm hard of hearing. I'm 90 years old. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I refuse so. to step down. So, yeah, she plays it perfectly. I like her uh, performance already in season two. She's killing it. Mm -hmm. uh, so, Frazier hits the air with the box of puppies underneath his desk. Ballsy move, I gotta say. I was thinking the same thing. Puppies are gonna go all over that station. Not only that, puppies are loud. Puppies bark. Puppies do bark. They, they're barking. They, they whine. They're babies. And then immediately... This woman calls in named Rita, who's overwhelmed about just life in general, and Fraser tries to pawn a puppy <laughs> off on her. coming to, even if you had never seen this episode before, it just feels like he's going to do that. Yeah, like. I, I know what I'm going to do with my radio show, and of course that's what he does. <laughs> he uses it to give away puppies on the air, which... <laughs> 
the legal team at the station would not be happy about it. I will tell you that. Okay, like, I don't no. think we can do that. Yeah, and they're like, no, 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 no. We have to. There's a lot of liability involved. In we this. have to set up giveaways. They have to come up to the station. They have to, you know, declare the partnered value. with like the SPCA right. in order to ensure that they're coming from a good place. Exactly. Like, we can't just give these out to strangers <laughs> calling in like they're white snake tickets or something <laughs> like that. And it's like, yeah, it's true. <laughs> Um, so then, uh, we cut back to the apartment. Daphne's sending a nice family away as she cuddles with a puppy. So she's been interviewing them to see if they're a good fit for her, like, you know, puppy adoption. And she's like, all right, yeah, great. Um, we'll be in touch or something like that. She kind of shoes them away and then tells Fraser they had a dark aura (laughs) and they would be unfit as puppy parents, but they seemed lovely. They had two kids, and uh, you know they were all there to see the little pup. She's got a long game. She's trying to get, trying to make that puppy untakeable so she can keep it. Have you ever done the dog rescue thing where you had to meet a foster? Uh-uh. So we had to uh, two dogs ago or whatever, and we had to like go meet the foster parent that was helping the shelter. You yeah. know, they like take them in and get them all accustomed to life. And yeah, crap yeah, yeah, like that. And I've never been so damn nervous. Can you imagine getting turned down by a dog? <laughs> you know, like, like, because you leave and you're like, what happened? Was it, what did I do? You know, like, yeah, did the dog, the dog didn't like me? Dog didn't want me? You know, like, I was willing to rescue it. Fuck that snooty ass dog. <laughs> I know, like, come on. <laughs> no, the dog liked us just fine and it all worked out. But I was nervous going in where I'm like, our fence is good. Like, yeah, we're all I got denied up. for that one time because I didn't have a fence. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. They yeah. make you send like videos of your fence line and yeah. stuff like that. And I'm like, all right, yeah, we got all that. And like, we we're all good to go. And they're like, okay, now you got to come meet the foster. And it's like the final stage. And like, I guess this person kind of makes the determining decision they know here. the dog they you know they're the temporary kind of interim owner yeah <laughs> yeah and so i felt bad for this puppy family because oh. i'm like they're not gonna know a damn thing and it's just daphne trying to hold on to another puppy <laughs> basil she named him <laughs> that's right i forgot she gave him a name <laughs> and it's Surfing. a cute name too though. basil's a good it's british a cute, name a good for british it. name uh so niles arrives he shows up for the first time in the episode uh, he mentions that Maris is hosting like a yoga class for an old woman's club or something like that. I can't remember the exact That's such wording. a such a busy social life that woman like just social butterfly to the extreme. She's clearly a part of a lot of organizations, <laughs> clubs and, like, and shit. Like, exactly like you said, debutante from day one. Ugh. Yeah, I, I agree. How does she have time for all of these events? She doesn't work. So, I mean, she's just doing them in the morning, the, the afternoon, and the evening. Like Anything to be away day. from Niles. Yeah. <laughs> I'm exactly. sure she knows. She's like, you kind of don't even seem into this. So, just get the hell out of the house. Go <laughs> see your brother, man. This is all mine anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is all mine. <laughs> um, so, Frazier then starts munching on some pate that he had prepared for this family. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, brought out a whole charcuterie board. He really did. Brazier <laughs> was ready to get rid of this dog. Yeah. He, he was rolling out the red carpet, essentially. He's like, uh, I made some lemonade for the kiddos. Uh, <laughs> poor family and poor Fraser and Daphne's just so selfish. Um, but then she, uh, <laughs> she says that 
occasionally Daphne uh, says she'll let dogs be a determiner for like who's a good date. Yeah. You know, like, hey, it's a good judge of character. If a dog likes a guy, he's yeah. probably a good match. I agree with that. I agree that, yeah, dogs can sniff out bad people sometimes, but lots of bad people have dogs. That's true. It's tough. It's a- I mean, and I've never dated a guy, but I'm sure, yeah, if the dog doesn't <laughs> like him, I'm sure, yeah, stay away. Yeah. You know. Seems like a bad guy. I mean, if the dog really doesn't like your new you know, uh, car insurance rep or your, okay. your real estate agent. Yeah. Cut the cord. Okay. See, I agree. Car insurance agent, real estate rep partner. If you're dating a dude, tell him to change his cologne. Maybe well, if it's or a, like maybe change his face. If a dog didn't like a woman, that would, I'd be like, mm, she's a witch or something. She's, she's <laughs> witchcraft might be on the table. Yeah. You're not wrong. So yeah. How long have I had the dog? Four and a half years. Four years, seven months. How old am I when I have to make this decision? 63. I'll take anything I can get at 63. <laughs> if, a woman, if a woman's willing to hang out, let's go for it, man. Yeah. Well, I don't have anything else to lose. I don't have anything else. Just come hang. That'll you, be fine. Your dog's like, hey, dude, she might be a witch. And you're like, cool. I like Stevie Nicks. It's exactly. Cool. Stevie Nicks is cool. <laughs> I watch American Horror Story. It's cool. We're good. Ghosts aren't too bad. <laughs> you know, we could use a little company around the house, and it is a little drafty. So. Maybe she could teach me a couple of tricks, you know? Oh, um, witch tricks. Do they teach I know non-witches? Magi- I know magicians. Okay. I know it's like magicians yeah. can't, but they're not technically like witchcraft, right? Magicians, magic guys. But witches, is there a rule? Can they teach like a mortal? Can they teach can they teach you how to do some some crazy witchcraft or do you can they turn like is it vampire stuff? Can they turn you into a witch too? Yeah. They probably have a book where you can read the spells, but maybe it's like if you don't have it in you. Yeah then it won't even work. Like, so you got to be born born of the blood. I guess so. Mm. I don't know how to become a witch. Mm. I've never thought about it. Maybe we'll look into it after this episode. Next episode, okay. we'll get you a full breakdown of how you can become a witch. We'll talk about how Taylor Swift possibly is a witch. I don't think that's true. You She's fine. So? I was, you know, you I was trying that? to avoid this. You know, I've had to talk about that for like a week oh, straight. Oh, have you? Yeah. I'm sorry, I don't listen to your radio program. I wouldn't listen to my radio program either. <laughs> I did listen to like it's 12 boring minutes as of it hell today. most <laughs> of the time. I mean, I love it, but I just see pictures of where you are, and I'm like, oh, that looks kind of neat. And then I'll like pop it on for a second. I'm like. Phew. Okay. No, I don't talk for most you of the shows. Talk. That thing, I'm talk. like, I just work most of the time while I'm there and get prepared <laughs> for stories later in the show and try to listen. So it's a. It's not bad. It's not bad. You know, that's the thing. I'm, I'm working on my dumb other day job while I'm there. It's not a lot of fun. Uh. And then, hey, we come here and we podcast, not because we love us, it's because we love Frasier. That's right. That's right. And random sideshows. <laughs> so, because Daphne mentions that dogs could be a good determiner of a quality match, yeah. Niles decides to rub some of that pate behind his ears. It's a very good plan. It's pretty solid. It's really good. <laughs> Martin comes back and he wrote down with Big Eddie. Like, after seeing so many tiny Jack Russells, I was like, look at how big Eddie is. He's so huge. big. Like, that big old dog. I just want to pick him up. Smash his face into my face. Exactly. Bring me Eddie. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> and from Eddie hops up on the couch and starts licking Niles behind the ears. It's all a bunch of fun. And Frazier is like, hey, man, I know what you got here. You got uh, 
you got pate behind your ear. I could see it. I could see it. Niles was like, hey, it's not my worst plan. You know? <laughs> and so it seems like even he's acknowledging like, eh, you know what I mean? Like, I'm shooting my shot to a degree with Daphne over here. You know? Sort of within the boundaries of my weird marriage that I've got going on. If I can look like a quality match in the future, why not? Yeah. Lean into it. Playing the groundwork. Uh, Martin quickly leaves to head to Dukes after this. Uh, and then Fraser tries to grab Eddie so he can take him down to the vet for the operation. Oh, yeah. Sorry. That's right. When Martin came back with Big Eddie, I skipped over that part. Frazier's like, why the hell's Eddie here? Mm-hmm. Uh, he was supposed to be getting neutered today. Yeah. Or getting an operation, basically. He's like, he still kind of has a spring in his step. There you go. A particular <laughs> spring in his step. Yeah, he still looks like a dude, essentially. <laughs> uh, so, um, like I said, Martin wants no part of this real discussion. He's like, ah, you know, the traffic was real bad. And once you get halfway down, you know, I mean, it's not worth it to keep going. It's a great excuse. Yeah, and he's traffic. like, oh, I'll, I'll do it another time. <clears throat> There's yeah. just too many people on the planet. That's the problem. That is the problem. Uh, so Frazier knows pretty quick, um, probably that, hey, Martin just doesn't want to do this. Or maybe he doesn't. Because uh, the next thing Frazier does after Martin leaves to go to Duke's uh, as he grabs Eddie and he says, well, I'll just take him down to the vet then. And it seems spiteful at the time, but like you can see in Fraser's head or I could almost rationalize where I'm like, well, his dad just told him he didn't have time to do it. Okay. So, so kind of a, in the favor category. Yeah. That's the thing, like, <clears throat> I can see what he's trying to do, but it's like, but he's also an intelligent enough human to be like, you know, he probably doesn't want to do this. And Frazier's like, I don't care. We're doing it. He lives in my house. So he is kind of like putting his foot down, maybe even subconsciously about sure. Another man's dog, basically because of where he resides. And you're like, Frazier, you're going to get rid of those five puppies. So what? They had to hang for a few days or something right. like that. Like, and you should spay and neuter your pets, but it is a weird thing that Fraser just grabbed Eddie and took him down to the vet for a, I guess still scheduled neutering. Appointment. Oh, I was just going to think, I was thinking to just walk in. <laughs> the thing, I was like, I guess maybe Martin had it <laughs> scheduled before, but just pick it off the menu. I think today we'll take a neutering. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'll take one neutering. They have a drive through there. Yeah, exactly. Give him a bath. Give him a bath. Flea meds and uh, cut off the uh, cut off the stuff. You know, <laughs> cut off the bits. Easy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, keep the giblets. Um, or I'm sorry, get rid of the giblets. My mistake. Uh, so Fraser gets down there with Eddie. Uh, you get to the doctor's office. Um, Fraser's talking to Eddie and telling him his day to day activities will all be the same and all that stuff. He's like, "Hey, man, it'll be all right. You'll still get to, you know, go to the park or dream about this. <laughs> Essentially, everything except lick your junk." Is the joke that it leads up to there. It's like, all right, nice. Uh, Martin enters into the vet, and he's pretty upset with Frazier for taking Eddie down there, as you can imagine. He's like, hey, man, you took my fucking dog. What the hell are you doing, dude? I told you no. Um, Martin clearly doesn't want to go through the operation. Well, sure. And then Eddie runs out of the vet, and now he's lost. So Frazier fucked all this up. Frazier <laughs> took the dog down there, let him off leash in the vet when you probably should have been on leash still a little Freaked bit right out. there. Yeah. 
freaked him out. Told a him how bit. shitty his life's gonna be without being able to lick his balls. Yeah, come on. How rough is that? That's terrible. That's like a dog's like favorite thing to do. You don't tell them that. No, you let them go in with bliss ignorantly. <laughs> don't tell the dog that like, hey, you're gonna be able to do everything except for the one thing that you really love doing. <laughs> but that other thing you love doing, you can actually do it even more. It's true. It's a trade-off. <laughs> it is a trade-off. So, I mean, I actually don't know. Does it still work a little bit? I believe it does. Hmm. If you're a full castrati, uh, I think it does. Full castrati. That's that means the the, the whole that the means whole, the rock, the whole magilla, the yeah. whole hot dog is off. The whole the dog okay. and the and the meatballs. Are you sure? Because I thought you could sure. still hook up. Um, mm. I thought the castrados way back mm. in like um, the opera time, like I thought they were like sex machines, no. but they just couldn't. Uh, they, I think I think because that's that's beef. like a half. That's a half job. Okay, so what are those called? Are they not know. castrados I'm anymore? Gonna, I'm, now I'm going to Google castration. Yeah. <laughs> Just Google Castrato sex machine. <laughs> sure, nothing weird will pop up. Can I connect to your Wi-Fi for yeah. this? Again? Please, <laughs> by all means. Okay, castration is any action, surgical, chemical, or otherwise, uh-huh. by which a male loses loses the use of the testicles. The male gonad. Yeah, see, surgical it's just castration. Gonad. So what's so what's it mean? What's it mean? Like the unsullied on on Game of Thrones, the unsullied. They're all they're all kendalled out. They cut off their their dinglings. You have to look up uh, what's it called when you get the Ken doll surgery. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing I can think. What's the Ken doll surgery? I really hope this doesn't mess with like my search algorithm. Okay. Oh, your search algorithm's <laughs> ruined. Are you kidding me? Human Ken doll now unrecognizable <laughs> after more surgery. Oh, this is just an article. That's a person. Oh, it's that guy. Okay, <laughs> let's not go into this. <laughs> Get out. Back, Who is back this? out. Some back man out. named Kendall. I'm going to go back to castration. I don't know the answer, Steve. I thought there was like a full castration because they call it castration. <laughs> so castrata, you're right. Yeah, they, they remove the ball so that, so that male uh, singers can still continue to not go through puberty and have their voice, which I guess that works. Yeah, and so <clears> I heard, <throat> again, I just happened to hear this the other day from uh, a guy named TC who's on the radio station or whatever. <laughs> He was like, no, no, those dudes were like sex machines. They were <laughs> like, and he doesn't mean like they can get it going all the time, but like they were, if you're the star of an opera and you can do that, yeah, like you are a very popular, you are like a rock star yeah, in that time. Sure. And because you did <clears throat> the operation, they lavish women on you and they'll hook you up with, I mean, they'll make you rich because like you're a. You took the ultimate sacrifice. So the, the, ultimate, the guys in showbiz. Yeah, the guys the in guy, showbiz. That's so weird to think about, like the slimy managers of like opera singers in the 1600s. Yes, <laughs> and, sure, and I think a lot of it was like for governments or specific Kings financiers. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, oh. yeah, I know. So I, I mean, that's what I, Mozart, I just learned that Mozart was this doing. week. He, was, he got he was working for. I forget which king it was. It wasn't the king of England, but he was working for somebody and then he got fired and then he had to go do like slummy little shitty playhouses for a long time. And that's where he like wrote his best music. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the Pee Wee Overture is just beautiful. 
Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, so, yeah, sorry. When I got to the neutering episode, I was like, oh, it reminds me of the Castrato conversation I heard the other day, Full which, circle. Is, which is quite enlightening to me. I was like, mm. you know, I never thought about how popular those gentlemen were in the pop culture of their time. I was like, I guess they were a big deal. I hope that doesn't become a fad again. Oh, I don't think you'd get mainstream buy-in on that particular procedure, but you never mm, know. It's weird now. Everybody's like, my body, my choice, and they'll take that uh, to the uh, extreme. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yes. I, I, I'm just uh, saying people misconstrue that already into like, uh, do what you want, you know, and it's like, well, that's not exactly what, look, that, what that movement was about. But Just because I want to take out my knees and give them to suffering beluga whales doesn't mean you can tell me what to do with my body, Jordan. All See, right. That's the essence. That's the essence. That's what I mean. My knees, my choice, yeah, Jordan. That's right. mine. All right. <laughs> Don't castrate my Roddies, man. That's exactly right. Uh, <laughs> so we go to Fraser's apartment. Martin is making calls to the police. He's trying to find Eddie. Eddie's lost at this point in the episode. Do you think? I'm sorry to keep interrupting. Do you think the cops get lost dog calls all the time? Yes, and they don't care. No, like yes, I know, man. Power uh, yeah. for looking for your dog. The first responder probably just hangs up on you unless you are a little kid, and they're like, "Oh, okay. Uh, where are your parents yeah. right now? <laughs> your parents didn't leave you alone to call nine one one, did they, <laughs> little Johnny? GPS on speed <laughs> dial." <laughs> <laughs> So I think that's the only time oh, they listen. Every other time, I'm sure they just inside. hang up. Uh, <laughs> so Frazier comes back after looking for Eddie. No luck. Frazier sees the reward poster. $500 for Eddie. And he's outraged. Far too much. Yeah, exactly. He thinks, he thinks it's way too much. Um, Martin, of course, seemingly doesn't seem to think it's uh, high enough. He wants more money there, but they don't really get into it. Mm. Uh, Martin heads down to the park because he says, hey, it's the last place Eddie got lucky. And Fraser, if you went to a bar, <laughs> went to a hangout, hangout, and you got lucky, wouldn't you go back? And then, yeah, and then Fraser <laughs> ponders like his thing of like the place he was. He wasn't thinking about cheers. I could see it on his face. He was, he was going to bathhouses in Boston, I bet. Okay. I do bet. The Bostonian bath circuit Bostonian is probably pretty wild. Um, yeah, that's a different kind of tea party. Um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and you guys couldn't see that vulgar hand gesture I just made, unfortunately. Um, you're right. I mean, he was a high class, uh, high society kind of guy. So yeah. you you are correct. On that note about how much money he made, yeah. I did see a teaser article about how the reboot, revival, whatever, might fix the plot hole or detail how the hell did Fraser get so damn rich? So quickly. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know that they're going to retcon it and like completely change the whole past or if they're just going to clarify like, Hey, yeah, when he went from Boston to Seattle... <laughs> he went up, like, a he, lot of statuses. Yeah, yeah, he did make <laughs> a lot of money via this, you know, and it may be some investment or whatever it was or something so like that. they just that. never mentioned. Exactly. So there is something on the table where it's like, it's not a reboot. It is a continuation that's just happening after a bunch of years. Yeah. So... It's like a... It's another spinoff. Sort of. 
another spinoff city of the same show of the same show uh so yeah then Frazier agrees with them they do despite the bat uh bathhouse stuff that he was pondering there he's like you know what you're right i'm going i'm going to that park with you <laughs> just then daphne has a psychic flash about it's about eddie she sees eddie sitting with Frazier somewhere <laughs> and you cut to a. Just a park bench with Fraser's dumb face like a, on yeah, it. Yeah, like a bus bench or something. Yeah, sorry, it's a bus bench. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it, yes, it's a bus stop bench, and there's <laughs> Fraser's dumb head with Eddie. And just of course, sitting Eddie right saw the picture it. and was like, "Oh, I know that guy. Smart. <laughs> yeah, smart little dog. Uh-huh. So he's just gonna hang there. Uh, so then we go to Fraser's car. Fraser and Martin are on a stakeout. Uh, they're waiting out Eddie to see if he comes back to the park at any point in time. Fraser's car phone rings. Got an MF and car phone. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And it's Niles. Niles has a cellular. So he's out there running around through the park, but he's lost. Back when it was still considered a cellular. Yeah, he calls it that. The cellular. Like, yeah, he says, thank God for my cellular. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, gosh. I was like, uh, cell phone? I mean, like, people I don't-, don't even call it cell phone anymore, man. It's not even a cell phone now. It's just a phone. Just my now phone. it's just the phone. Where's your phone? Yeah, where if you're talking about an old phone, it's a landline. Oh, God. <laughs> Do you remember years ago, it was like, ah, connection's kind of bad. I'm going to have to call you back from a landline. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it was like, it was like the 2008 to 11 era. Where it was like, it's kind of getting good, but not everyone had smartphones and the satellites yeah. weren't all good. If I don't, if I can't find an actual landline, it's going to have to be a payphone. You've got us. It's going to be collect, man. I don't have a quarter on me. It's okay, though. I've got a George Lopez calling card. <laughs> He's really funny. I got it for reading 13 books at school. <laughs> <laughs> they they had a thousand of them they were just begging to give out to the students at the end we didn't even have to read 13 books they gave it to you if you could just name 13 words it's like <laughs> how we passed our driver's ed test <sighs> oh driver's ed man <laughs> so when i do work up at the radio station <laughs> i get to monitor our text line that yeah. is one thing i do so you can text the station at any time and i am the one who like I'll respond to your text messages. Nice. And, and so I'm saying, what's up? And I have seen some weird stuff come up. Because it's it a lot of people in Dallas where we grew up. And it's, you know, 20 to 40,000 people sure. on any given day listening. And so we're like, I used to buy drugs from an old lady named Sandy. <laughs> and I'm like, ooh. ooh <laughs> I think I might know her. I'm like, well, shit, driver's ed teacher. You know? <laughs> like, did you really? No, I did not. <laughs> a lot of times I will go back and forth if it's something <laughs> I'm interested about where I can go back and forth with uh, people, but I don't have a ton of, you know, time. <laughs> I, like, I do have to keep listening a sure, bunch or sure, I can't sure. get drilled off in another combo. Some but. random convo about our ex-driver's ed teacher. For those that didn't know, our ex-driver's ed teachers were both like, I guess they were in a relationship or they were like friends. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't want to know. I it might have been a polycule thing for all I know. Real weird sitch, but yeah, she she definitely was a weed dealer. And <laughs> weed dealer. <laughs> smoked and our, us out on a drive time once. That was great. Took us to, took us to her home. <laughs> that was so creepy. Yes. <laughs> you cannot do that with 16-year-old no, children. No, you can not sir cannot just be like you guys want to go smoke some weed and and as come 16 check year out old children 
I can't believe we made it out of there alive. <laughs> I'm surprised she didn't murder us and cut us up into pieces and was put her in her fridge. Was she looking for a double team? I pr- why else is she going to take it? And then that that, I that mean, bullshit fucking dust that she gave us. <laughs> she was like, this is the best shit around. And I was like, nah, nah, this is nothing. What was that old lady doing? She was had to be like late 40s, uh, early 50s. Maybe not. Maybe she just looked late 40s, I have no early idea, 50s. Dude. That, my her hair was like that are, bleach white. My memories of that are just so hazy. I think I like blocked it out just because it was so weird. It was just a weird interaction. It was a weird interaction. Uh, it, it's something I won't ever forget because she kept talking about her band. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. The whole time she's like, yeah, I mean, I've got a band. I'm, I'm in a band. I believe she had a band because no, there was did. a shit ton of music That's stuff at her house. We went and saw the gear and yeah. I was like, this looked like somebody had taken a 1986 like Guns N' Roses rig and shoved it all <laughs> into, a in, living room. into a living room <laughs> with, so many with lighting. And I was like, there was the hell is happening in here? We have shows in here every weekend. <laughs> That's what it seemed like. I'm like, what is going on in this home? And why is this? Like, what was the amount of cash that they give to the driver's ed teachers? Like eight bucks an hour back <laughs> then? Well, she's like, yeah, it's an easy job. I can do it after school. <laughs> Clearly didn't two care. To six. No, she didn't care. They passed the whole class. They were like, everybody gets, we got to go. Everybody gets a hundred. <laughs> what a dumbass job! A driver's ed instructor at his school. Like, Hell, I can drive a car. <laughs> there had to be no job interview. Any tickets in the last seven days? They did not consider that they were working with children. <laughs> like, no, like they're all fifty. Like there are fifteen-year-old girls yeah. in there that easily could have been messed with oh, by yeah. rando drivers at dudes and stuff like that. But I said we got it all, got it easy because we just got to smoke out with Sandy and she passed everyone. God, I feel like there was a couple hard asses though that like. Oh, uh, you don't want to get old man Witherby. <laughs> He'll ask you everything. Why? He'll still make you parallel. I'm still trying to pass that test. <laughs> I'm 43. Damn it, Willerby again. <laughs> all right, what the hell's happening here? Why do I keep getting this guy? But that was literally all the driving instruction we ever had. It's no wonder I know nothing about driving. How stoned was she when she was taking us out on the highway? <laughs> Children, a car full of kids in the <laughs> with a chicken break. <laughs> God, life was so different. Do they still make? I mean, how do you get a chicken break installed on your car? I think you just get it installed. You, you can just, get it installed. Yeah, you just go. Yeah, I mean, go to the dealership and be like, put a break over there. <laughs> chicken <laughs> break over. Like, what, sir? Can I see your driver's ed <laughs> instructor <laughs> certification card? I, I, uh, you gotta have the right papers for this, homeboy. I don't think. Yeah, put a break in the backseat. <laughs> Mike, can you make it go up real high? My, my son is real short. I need to make give him one. God, my daughter does this thing where I'm trying to, because she's trying to learn to ride a bike right now. And, she, and she's got the bicycle where with the training wheels on it, where where if you push back on the pedals backwards, oh, yeah. it just like comes to a very ripping stop. Uh-huh. And oh man, it's so hard mm. to get her going fast because then she'll just rip a stop. And then like, you yeah. got to be ready, dude. You got to be ready to, to just spring stop yourself. Hey, you're like, hey, you know, if you could not build those with the back pedals that do that, like, I didn't know that was a thing. I forgot that the, like, go back yeah. would break you. But, yes, I definitely had that on a kid's bike. And <sighs> kid never learned. He wanted no part of it. And he just gave up. Like, <laughs> like, nope, I'm not, not a bike rider. I don't want any part of this. 
Uh, so Niles is lost in the park. Uh, Frazier tries to think back to his Boy Scout training and starts looking for the North Star and mm. crap like that. Mm-hmm. And then Martin, ever the practicalist, is like, screw your North Star and 12-degree <laughs> latitude bullshit. He's like, hey, Niles, follow the horn. Like. <laughs> <laughs> It's honestly a brilliant practical solution. It's a much better solution, except for the murderers in the woods. Well. Then you're attracting bears and murderers to come to your car. Murderers do love honks. They do. They, oh. They're they attracted by honks. Everybody knows that. Everyone knows that. I read that book as a child. Murderers love honks. <laughs> um, and so it's working. Niles says he can hear the horn. Uh, then Niles hops in. He makes it there. He's all disheveled. <laughs> and he wants to go home. So he calls a cab. All right, Niles. Why the hell did you even come out here to the damn park to help us anyway? Or whatever. You're like, I'll help search for 20 minutes. You know, you're like, okay. Because like, he saw a bush and a raccoon. That's what Marty said. Like He did see a bush and a raccoon. That's oh, right. He be, ran into a shrub. Rough. Yeah, exactly. Shrub Big and night. a raccoon. Big night. Because he saw the raccoon. <laughs> yeah. You see many raccoons where you live? No, there's a lot of skunks. Um, oh. Yeah, there's skunks and there's a crap ton of frogs. Really? Yeah, there's lots of frogs. Uh, there used to be way more frogs. When we first moved out there, it was Frog City, baby. It was it was amazing. Like, you'd go out at, at dusk and it would just Hear be that, that frog whistle and like creak sound, you know? Oh, it was the best. And then they built like 600 other houses around me and it was like, damn it, they're all gone. <laughs> no. And we just have spiders. Where are the frogs? <laughs> I miss the frogs. Yeah, there's frogs. There's not a lot of trees in my neighborhood, so there's not a lot of places for raccoons to hang out. Yeah, I rarely see them around here, but I <clears> did <throat> see them in McKinney randomly the first day I started a job at this place years ago. I was like, well, that's the strangest thing I've ever seen. It was like six raccoons I'd at like 7.15 in the morning, and they were just walking around in a parking lot. I was like, what the hell is this? I love raccoons, man. Yeah, they were cool. I used to work at a convenience store when I was in college, and we would have to go out every night and feed raccoons because raccoons... That can't be true. It is absolutely true. All okay, right, I'm tell so, me what no. your manager told you about why you have to feed raccoons. So the raccoons were a byproduct. We were actually feeding cats. <laughs> So raccoons are a byproduct of putting cat food out. If you have cat food outside, everybody knows if you put cat food outside and there are raccoons about, they will come eat it. Yes. They love cat food. They Mm -hmm. love it because they're basically cats. They love food. They just love food. Yeah. And they're smart and they have fingers and stuff. So like they're (laughs) very smart. And yeah, but so the raccoons, the, we, we had the cats, we kept the cats to keep the rats away, right? That's practical. Okay. And then the raccoons would come out from their little hidey hole and they would always eat the cat food and they would, <laughs> yeah, I saw many times where a raccoon would like smush face, push a cat out of the way, <laughs> like straight up, just like take his hand and just like smash the cat face out of the way. Like get Raccoon the fuck out of here. Play. Raccoons are so funny. And then they would eat all they wanted to their whole family, like all of them, like yeah. the biggest one. And then it would go down the line. And then we, it, it was like a convenience store with a car wash and it was right next to the car wash. And there was always this little trickle of water coming out of this one pipe in the car wash. And yeah. the raccoons would go over and they would wash their hands and face. Nice. Swear to God. After they would, and they would eat and then, and then they would walk away and then the cats would go and they would eat. Nice. Cacoon, the raccoons are pretty badass. All right. So, but your manager made you feed yes, the raccoons. That was a nightly duty. It wasn't the raccoons. I mean, we called it feeding the raccoons because that's what ended up eating the most of the food. What, we would feed the cats. What company handbook says at night we need the employees <laughs> it, to go out and feed the it raccoons? It straight up is in like a handbook. It straight up is a duty. 
you take out all of the boxes that were in the in the um in the walk-in fridge uh-huh. from like the beer and all the you know the drinks and everything you take all those boxes out and as you're taking those boxes out you also take out a scoop of <laughs> cat food and you feed the the cats the raccoons every night all right i swear to you dude i understand so rinky dink place this was a little i mean it made yeah. tons of money because it was in a college town so. yeah it makes sense yeah i've had some weird jobs where i had to like inventory live lobster but <laughs> i kind of knew that going in to a degree where i was like well yeah we this is a fish wholesaler there's gonna be fish here or yeah. whatever but yeah wow convenience store i would have taken the job but then they're like all right end of the day training for day one now let's go meet the family of raccoons out back. And you're like, oh, come on. I didn't see this in the application. <laughs> like, I have to be working a register and like mopping floors or something. This is definitely I'm get against, rabies. This is definitely against OSHA violations. Yeah, OSHA violations. I mean, we have workers comp for my rabies <laughs> death. Yeah, good Lord. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Martin and uh, Frazier and Niles are all hanging out in the car. Um, but then Martin goes into a story about how, you know, he doesn't really like, or maybe Niles takes off. Yeah. Niles bolts. He takes his cab and gets the hell out of there. Um, but Frazier's going to stay and Martin says he doesn't, uh, really open up about stuff. Like they do this every four episodes where they kind of like have the like heart to heart. Sorry, I don't open up enough and Hey, we should really get beyond this. Like, in terms of plot writing, they do kind of end up at the same spot a lot at this point in the series where I'm like, okay, yeah, I I didn't open up about why I didn't want Eddie to get neutered and stuff like that. We're, You're right. You we're know. back to building the, the father-son relationship. Yeah. Exactly. So it's fine. It's, it's season two. Show. I mean, I guess it is kind of the premise of the show. Yeah, it's season two, episode two. It's going to be a reset every time, but... Um, yeah, you know, it's all like, hey, you know, dad, I still look at you as a yardstick for what it means to be a measure of a man and stuff like that. And Martin's like, yeah, no, I didn't want to, I didn't want to break down in front of the, this police guy named the squirrel who was like the psychiatrist on the force <laughs> and stuff like that. So I just bottle stuff up inside. Sure. So like, again, all the same stuff. You know, I thought with, with that joke, they always lead me to believe that they're going to say something about nuts. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like that. I feel like that was a little bit of a miss because they were like, when you're getting all squirrely in your head. And I was like, well, I feel like the better punchline would have been like if you're a nut or you they know, did like- leave the nuts on the table. <laughs> if they're going to set up a squirrel, you probably should have paid off with nuts. Everybody somewhere. knows squirrel jokes end with nuts. You're exactly right. At least drop an acorn in there yeah. just to like. Even if you don't want to say the word nuts because you've already kind of like used that joke in the sellout right, episode. Right. like. Drop a different, uh, drop a walnut, a pecan in there, a pecan, <laughs> um, an almond, uh, whatever. A natural, all natural cashew nut. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, even a Brazilian nut, whatever you want. Uh, but just then, we come back, Eddie jumps up on the back of the car. Yep. What the hell is Eddie doing? He just, what if that was not their car? I mean, I guess he knew it was theirs, but. He could probably smell them. That's probably true like eddie don't just jump up on the back of cars are you crazy you're gonna get hurt but he doesn't bark or anything i don't think they just see him back there maybe he does bark i don't remember i don't remember anyway uh martin is delighted uh they bring eddie into the car he's all wet martin throws a 100 (laughs) percent cashmere pullover on him frazier is initially not pleased but then he goes along with it and uh helps eddie even style 
the uh, cashmere pullover there. He tells them the collar should be worn up a yeah. little bit there. Hmm. So uh, a nice, delightful episode. Eddie's back. Frazier and Martin have figured out why Martin didn't want to go through the operation again. And Frazier let him know that he still looks up to him and he's trying to make him proud all the time. So like, all right, great. Nice little bow. Then we cut to the credits. All three guys in the vet clinic as they send Eddie back to get his neutering done. Dun, dun, dun. And they even acknowledge earlier in the episode that it's tough for a dude to do to another dude. So it is funny that they're like, throw all three guys down there with them. Like, make it painful for everyone. Collective pains. <laughs> <laughs> and then they all cross their legs at the end of the episode when he gets taken back. <laughs> It's very dumb. If they could have had a dog like sitting off to the side that also crossed his legs at the same time, that would have been the topper. Oh, that would have been outstanding. Just another dog waiting. Golden retriever or something. Yeah, and then they could have just made it a dumb Fraser dream sequence, like always. You know, he just <laughs> shakes out. Because you could do like an almost a comedically weird dog or something sure. like that. You know, so yeah, I, I would have loved that if there was also a, another dog sitting there. <laughs> That would be stupid and funny. I love it. <clears throat> All right. On to our sideshow. An episode of Boy Meets World called Pairing Off, <laughs> where I believe the plot. Uh, so this is season two, episode two of Boy Meets World, just like Frasier here. They're <laughs> early on. They started the exact same season and year. Uh, we didn't do any Boy Meets World last year. Those cats have their own pod. I have not listened to it, uh, but I do read <laughs> dumb news articles that come out from it every now and, and then. And you mean the actors, the actors and actresses that were on the show? Yes, I believe it's everyone except Ben Savage. So he's all too, the he's too wrapped up in politics. Yeah, he's in politics now, but yeah, I believe it is. Um, oh, gosh. Ryder Strong, the kid who, or the dude that played Sean Hunter. Mm -hmm. It's uh, Danielle. I forget her last name. Fischl, yep. who played Topanga. And then I forget who the other cast member is that does it. I don't know if it's Will Friedel who plays the older brother or if he's only on there every now and then. But it's I'm pretty sure it's definitely at least Sean and Topanga hmm. and maybe Eric Matthews. I know Angela from the college years has been on there, and I forget that actress's name. I can't remember who you else. You were a big Boy Meets World guy. I love this show. Yeah. I will honestly say, after watching it uh, earlier today, and I'm uh, going to go back for a rewatch. I probably will. I did laugh out loud a couple times on this, and where I was like, that's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what a dumb, stupid setup. Well, uh, uh, Ben Savage is pretty. It's Ben Savage, right? Yeah. Yeah. This he's, one's he's, Benny. He's pretty good. I mean, no, he was fine. Yeah. Uh, so in this episode, I will say, like Jordan mentioned, I love this show a bunch and I've not watched it in a while. And this one, it's all about sex, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Like, uh, across the board, like, Corey and Topanga, uh, they're usually our two protagonists that hook up later in the show. Yeah. Um, and they kind of play with that here, but really... They're like still just friends. Like he's yeah. he's in the friend zone big time. Yeah, exactly. At this point, she's still like halfway weird because, uh, as I recall, or sorry, as I recall, in season one, she's like super hippied out. Mm -hmm. Like her parents are super duper hippies and stuff like that, which was cool. Like I was, I was all into that kind of chick. We're like, <laughs> all right, sure, kick ass. 
Um, so I don't think they ever like put any moves on each other. Maybe they had that first kiss in season one. Yeah. Was, where his like hair went all frizzed up or something like that. Um, they're but, like seven years old or so young. I think they're in fifth grade when they started. So yeah. this might have been a school move in sixth grade here, I feel like. Um, but yeah, so the main thing about this episode is Corey sees people making out in the hallway. The episode opens on two kids making out with each other. And Feeney jerking it in the corner. And Feeney, yes, well, <laughs> he wasn't exactly doing that, but essentially, Feeney was very present there. Yeah. That's, uh, gosh, I forgot that guy's name. William Daniels, I believe, is that actor's name. I wouldn't know. Yeah, he's the voice of Kit in Knight Rider. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And he had an article come out like a year and a half ago, or an article about him. He's dead now or something. Or, actually, I don't know if he's dead, but he's an old guy. And he had an article come out or come out about him, how him and his wife were a little bit freaky. Like he definitely was into some weird stuff that we did not know about. Really? So I will look into William Daniels, get you all an update like on ar- the armpit stuff and stuff like that. Potentially hairy pit stuff. You never know. Man. Um, but yeah, these two people that are making out in this episode, Feeney has no problem with it. So like Corey's like, Hey, you going to stop this? And Feeney's like, no, those are a students that are just, they're in, they have, they've been uh, hit by Cupid, I believe is what he says. (laughs) And I'm not going to break up their tryst. They're A students, basically. And so I think Corey is like, so I can, what happens to me if I kiss anyone? And I forget exactly what he says. He's like, if I were you, I wouldn't shake anyone's hands even or something like that. With your grades, I wouldn't even shake hands with a girl. That was the joke. Like he makes terrible grades. (laughs) That was the whole joke. He's not a good student ice cold yeah, from your principal yeah so I, I know right like feeney is overly involved and i think he was just their teacher last year so now he's like the principal of this new school i'm pretty sure like some shit happened between season one and season two i feel the first like. episode likely explained it that's probably true i bet um what was i gonna say so the main thing i remembered about the or sorry didn't remember is how northeastern these kids accents are I know they're from Philadelphia in the show, but this seemed super New York. Where they, hey, yeah, you gonna do anything about these kids making out over what, here? What about me, Feeney? Can I can I do a broad on the ground? <laughs> That's what it sounded like <laughs> to me. Like again, we live in Texas, and I have not watched this show for a while. So it's like, good lord, these guys have Northeast accents that I do not remember from when I was a kid. That's at funny. All. It just doesn't like register as a child. You just you haven't spent it, enough time and exactly. Like just hadn't spent enough time. But when I put it on earlier today, I was like, good lord, this is some heavy accent work here. <laughs> um so then the main episode or the main plot is Corey's gonna ask Sean, like, hey, how do how the hell are these people making out with each other? I, I want a girl. And Sean's like, oh, you want a girlfriend? He's like, well, no, I mean, like, I want a girl that's a friend. And he's like, yeah, fuck it. I want a girlfriend. (laughs) Um, But at no point in time does this seem like a horned up motivation. It's like, this is just FOMO almost. Where he's like, It's like everybody else has one. I need one, too. Yeah. So it's a weird initial premise from Corey. But then every other character in the episode is legitimately horned up. (laughs) Um, So... Corey's almost in this FOMO zone and he like puts his arm around Topanga and tries to hit on her. I don't think she's super into it. No. Um, so 
Anyway, then I think we cut back over to the Matthews house or something like that. And I guess Sean has told Corey that he doesn't know what to do because Sean has hair that moves or something like that. Like my hair is what gets me girls. So yeah, he's got a 30. He said he had a 30 yard radius or something. Yeah, 30 foot range or 30 30 yard range. range. And he can just like run his fingers through his hair and girls notice him. (laughs) It's ice cold when he's just like, Corey, I don't know what you should do, man. You have no redeeming qualities. Watch this, buddy. And then it's like, damn, that's (laughs) what an ass. Like, hey, Sean, I didn't see you there. (laughs) And I love Sean. I was thinking about you. Yeah, exactly. He's just slaying tail. So then Eric walks in, the older brother, and he's got a chick with him. And I can't remember exactly how this plays out initially, but him and the chick are there. And I guess he asked Corey to leave at some point. And the girl's like, hey, I want to take a tour of your house. Yeah, she's a real fast girl. Seemingly, that's the fast girl. My mom told me to stay away from girls like her. No, those are the ones you want to find. That's why I did find those girls. Okay, yeah, yeah. Do it early and then settle down. Told me that. (laughs) Oh, those are the ones I'm supposed to stay away from. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, You know, they're they're little miracles. Uh, They do the Lord's work out there. I appreciate (laughs) them. Um, So thank you all. Um, But yeah, so they take a tour of the house Mm -hmm. because this chick wants to see all the rooms. So what are they, sophomores, juniors, something like that? I don't know what grade they're in, but yeah. they're in high school. They're in high school either way. So all fine. You want to go hook up in high school? I'm certainly not one to judge by any <laughs> means. Like, so get after it. You know, have have a great time. Um, so they go upstairs and he takes her to his parents' room? Straight up. I said, so maybe that's because he has to share a room with his brother. I would think so, because I thought the same thing. I was like, why are they on his parents' bed? Yeah, or like, I mean, what a weird mood to just be like, I know a bed we can use. The bed my parents do it on. Like, uh, I mean, is there (laughs) anywhere else? You don't think about it. I guess not. That's the biggest bed in the house. I mean, I guess. Did she need a bed? Like, No, that girl probably didn't need a bed. Use a chair. You know what I mean? Like, figure Stool, it out. Backseat. Yeah, I mean, go Jerry Maguire style. On up the against floor, the wall. On the floor in the garage. Yes. I mean, any of these things are viable options swing, versus the bed your parents. Swing set out back. Swing set's perfect. Move <laughs> the swing set inside if you need to and if it's transportable. <laughs> do it. Um, yeah, so I was like, all right, he's on the bed. And I don't, did, did Corey hear something? Because Corey goes, oh, yeah, that's right. Corey's like, oh, mom and dad are home or something. It's like, how loud was Eric being with this broad? He was really getting right to town to a point where Corey thought his folks it, were upstairs. It might have been more just like looking like, mom, dad, like, where is everybody? Well, your dad's at work, you <laughs> idiot. You know, like, and you should be able to go look and see if your mom's outside based on if her car's there or if her keys are around. And she's like, yeah. How did you get home? Moms always put their purse in the same spot. So yes, just like, go look. Don't walk in your folks' room. <laughs> like, don't ever do that because you're bound to see what you don't want to see. And Corey almost did here where he walks in on Eric and this chick <laughs> making out on the bed. Clothes all on. It's well, fine. It's innocent. But it was all horned up material. Uh <laughs> And so then I don't think we see exactly what happens right in that moment. Corey walks out, uh, but then the chick leaves and wants nothing to do with Eric anymore because he's like, hey, another date or something like that. And she was clearly off put 
like the way that we screwed up Santos's game. Um, <laughs> so when Santos was banging that chick at the top of that parking garage. We should not have gone up there to smoke a J. Uh, exactly. And we actually <laughs> drove too far. And I was like, oh, somebody's back here. And he's like, drive up and you're like oh no never mind it's not anybody we know and you like turn around real slow and do like a five point turn <laughs> back out of there and accidentally make dead eye contact with two people who were banging in the back How seat did you of a find cutlass. out his name did he announce his name no ben our buddy ben was screaming santos no ben no santos right. no That's as right. he punched me in the face santos no we're cool man yeah pretty much and like oh, Santos man. had a big metal thing. He was ready to hit people oh, with it. Oh, my God. Yeah, Santos might have beat me within an inch of my life for screwing up uh, salting his game with that girl there. That That's night. Guadalupe in that car. I know. I, I, you know how long it took me to get to, Guadal- to get Guadalupe to come with me? I could have saved him. Damn. I could have saved him children that day. You know, I mean, he might have. He might have made a... Wouldn't that be a, just a nice little bow to put on that story? Like that's Sa- Santos think. comes back, he hears you on the radio, and he's like, hey, that's that guy that I beat up. Santos would never know that I'm that guy he that's beat That's that guy. Up. No, I recognize his voice. It's all Kermity. I know that guy. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> when he was screaming. <laughs> I know that scream. Yeah. He screams exactly like Homer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do wonder which... Way- it is odd. I know like kids from my elementary school from Catholic school definitely do listen. And those are people I have not talked to in like 30 years. Is that the same guy? Yeah. And they're like, why is he on this show with a Dallas Mavericks basketball guy? <laughs> listen, like, they're like super Mavs fans and I know nothing about sports. And I just kind of like <laughs> sit around half the time and then talk about the hot girl summer's going away. Hairy girl winter's coming in, you know? And it's like, okay, like, that's my job on the show is to bring Harry Girl Winter to the air after 30 minutes of Mavs talk. Like, I support it. Me too. I'm like, can we just make the whole show Harry Girl Winter? This is incredible. Um, so anyway, it is weird. I'm like, those people look at me weird. So maybe Santos does as well, too. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, I think that's what happened here when Corey walked in. Sorry, I keep looking at my notes, even though there's no notes yeah, there. We're, going, we're, we're free-balling this episode. Free-balling. It's the yeah. first time we've ever done this. Yeah, I did go yeah, full transparency. I watched this episode in my car <laughs> on the way, driving back from a radio remote today. Just the I model had, of safety. I had no time to make notes. Um, I mean, how do, you, how do you do it in your car? Do you have a place you can prop it up? Yeah, and you just put a, it on your thing. It's a little prop up, and then up. you listen to the jokes a little bit closer. Because when sure. I am taking notes, it is tough because you're kind of watching and then you jot stuff down but you're trying to just process it and i've never i've never gone like only run in the car but i've definitely like on the way over here put on frazier so that i have the lines fresh in my head i need to do that more but yeah this is solo only run (laughs) of this boy meets world episode sans notes sans notes so luckily (laughs) i do remember this episode somewhat well good uh so anyway then this all devolves. I guess uh, after this, at some point, Eric asks, or sorry, Corey asks Eric, hey, well, how did you even get that girl? Yeah, he needs that brotherly advice. And do you recall the exact advice he gave? 
Yeah, he was like, he was like, pick a girl, any girl, it doesn't matter which, doesn't right. matter who. And he was like, a girl that I like, and he was like, doesn't matter, who cares? <laughs> like, that was one hundred percent my strategy <laughs> for a while. Straight up, he was like, who gives a shit? Doesn't just, matter, man. Just, just try to get what you can get. Any girl. Yeah, it's the boomhauer method. It's just like, <laughs> hey man, just ask anybody. You just, know? It doesn't matter, man. And he was like, look, do you just look deep into their eyes as if you care about them, basically, <laughs> and and as if you are are you know, and then say say something about them is like the most amazing thing you've ever seen or whatever i was this whole strat i used this strategy for years you used many strategies you were a you were you were quite the lover steven you were quite the lover i got lucky for a while and then my looks went to bloody hell i seem to remember i seem to remember you playing in the middle of a crowded restaurant guitar i don't want to talk about this well that was just a way to get an ice queen to maybe do some stuff it was awesome it was terrible it was terribly awesome i mean yeah i would probably never do that again i feel like esteban really ruined playing (laughs) (laughs) i like you know acoustic guitar forever so i don't think i'll ever play in public again damn esteban bastard guitarist if anybody knows what we're talking about (laughs) is a late night guy that plays the guitar (laughs) fucking esteban (laughs) he sold you the whole kit anybody could learn Oh, dude, he still makes tons of guitars and tons of money oh yeah does he sell you the lessons kit and everything he's got a whole video line whole go to his website not right now but i'm just saying like he's got he's got a very very hefty product 250 bucks will get you the mexican guitar the <laughs> lesson booklets and a five-minute cameo with me yes, esteban exactly hey friend <laughs> <laughs> hey friend it's me esteban i hope you're enjoying uh, your new esteban class e esteban guitar guy he, i used to get so high and watch his little infomercials and just be amazed to be like man Look at his technique. His technique's <laughs> incredible, man. He's like the greatest player I've ever seen. Can't believe how he taps them fingers on the guitar and keeps a beat. <laughs> and keeps a beat. <laughs> How's he doing that? What was that 4-4? Four, four? It's amazing, <laughs> man. I've never heard such a beat. <laughs> Mind-blowing. Oh, uh, see this. I love the brotherly advice of just like, Hey man, it doesn't matter, and you're in like sixth grade. Who Just gives finish. a shit? Who gives a crap or whatever? <laughs> it is actually truly beautiful advice, other than the like don't care about them part. <laughs> you don't have to care about them but at like, all. Like being open to anything is a relative. You it know, told, like he said, compliment them, look them in the eye. You know, make sure they're a girl. Like he said, like okay. those were his those were his his key points. That also. Make sure he's a girl. Um, not getting to any gender assignment stuff in this no, no, particular no, of pod. Not. But I'm just saying he specifically said. Yeah, that. my favorite part of when I had long hair is when I would go out to dinner or somewhere with my wife, and I would wear my hair down. <laughs> and this would happen maybe three times a year, where your waiter approaches from the viewpoint or the vantage point where he can see my wife as he approaches. <laughs> And then you can see the back of my head and they will usually come up with a very different greeting than if they know it's a husband and wife. It's usually, hey, ladies, how we doing today? (laughs) (laughs) And and then I get to look. So I think that's just probably like, make sure it's a girl. It's the 90s. Lots of people have long hair. Like... (laughs) Don't just—it's my favorite thing when it used to happen too, because you just get to see somebody's look. Can I get you two pink drinks? Yeah, like (laughs) 
damn it. Because they start early, and you know it's usually a single <laughs> waiter, too. It was like, hey, a couple ladies dining. All right. <laughs> and then the just the look of defeat. You watch as the blood drain out of them there. There goes my tip. Yeah, pretty much. Christ, I just called the I just called the guy probably paying the bill <laughs> a woman. Yeah. Uh, so Corey, uh, does he just start like staring at some chick in the middle of yeah, class? Basically, and it's, and it's a sex ed class too. So they're just pump, right. they're they're pumping in, sex, in ed. sex ed stuff. That's right. And she's asking softball questions too. The teacher who is hot. She was a smoke show, smoke show teacher, and and uh, she's the she's the substitute for a few days for this old geezer that's their real teacher. Beautiful, <laughs> great, yeah, great sitcom work right there, and yeah, and and. It's a sex ed show, and he's just staring. He's just like staring at this one girl who's like a new girl. It's like the new girl at yeah. school. Yeah. And I knew her name. That's the, I had not watched this episode, but I was like, I feel like I know her. Did she get a multi episode arc? Oh, I have no clue. That's it. I was like, did she come back for two or three episodes? Does she hang around for like three? Maybe, maybe? that's he uses her to make Topanga jealous before they get together or something. There's got to be a catalyst for their relationship in some forms. So. Yeah. So I may pick it up from this season on and see if she sticks with us. We might revisit uh, at a later time because I did not look up her full character. Some arc. shows you just got to keep watching. I watched like five, six episodes of Wings after we did that one. Episode. There you go. <laughs> so, I mean. but see, she said her name was Wendy at the very end of the episode. Yeah. But when I saw her, I was like, oh, that girl's name's Wendy. So either I watched this show way too much and I knew that from just She's this probably scene. a recurring character. Yeah, so like, I feel like she probably had at least a three character or a three episode yeah. arc where she was around and like like you said became the girlfriend maybe got topanga to notice him a little bit or something has um, to be that's the only way you get out of the friend zone i'm closing my notes so that i stop looking at <laughs> non read i just have a screen full of week. notes that are like monica chandler and joey you know? <laughs> i'm like stop looking at the monica notes. damn it <laughs> uh so then the next section of this episode here is like I said, Corey is kind of talking to this Wendy girl yeah. and invites her on a date. He uh, didn't know her name yet. He didn't know her name. That's right. That is a big crucial part. That's right. He does not know her name. So that was like a mystery point where I was like, well, I know her name, um, <laughs> but he did not. He didn't ask because he just picked any girl and asked her out on a date. Sure. So perfect. And then he goes home. Uh <laughs> I believe one of the next things we see here is Alan Matthews <laughs> and the wife. I forget the wife's name off the top of my head. Uh, but anyway, uh, Corey's mom and Alan Matthews. I'm sorry to Mrs. Matthews. Poor woman. <laughs> I know she's got a name that I'll know as soon as I see it. Just um, do what the doctor does and just call him mom and dad. Mom and dad are up there <laughs> and dad is full of sex energy. Yeah. And I cannot tell what time of day it is. I think it's got to be nighttime. She was in her jammies. Okay. Yeah, but he makes, he makes that joke about how it's like tighter than Alcatraz or something like those jammies. Like not in a good way. Not like they're tight and sexy. Like you can't get into them or out of them. <laughs> and you're like, buddy. Your like, armor. <laughs> call it your you armor. You might want to like... I don't know. Take her on a date. Like it seems like a rando Wednesday offer, or something. Offer a offer, offer a massage. Do a massage. Yeah, he's just like, hey, 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 uh, what's up with those pajamas, honey? Uh, those things don't look that hot. Well, this was this old flannel here. God, let's fuck yeah. your comfort. Yeah, it was a very like. Yeah, she probably wears this to bed. What is she normally wearing to bed? You know? Oh, the skimpiest of skimpies. Clearly, like I forget how the '90s were, but maybe dudes were like. You wear skimp in this bed. 
I buy you skimp. Hey, that was in our wedding vows. Yeah, exactly. Do you remember? Uh-huh. You vowed to me to, you, to wear those teddies. Yeah, exactly. It's teddies and nighties, <laughs> okay? And those, those stirrup things. If I wanted to see flannel, I'd marry a damn lumberjack, all right? <laughs> God damn. I want silk and satin, You're all right? sitting there looking like Al Borland on the bed. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they did make cross-network jokes like that. And they, Because I don't think they ever really did on most shows no, where they would reference they like can't, legally, They can't property. do that shit because the, the fucking lawyers would immediately get on the horn and just be like, mm, you used one of our copywritten character names on your television program and your network. The and Simpsons you're in violation. did that thing where like, that's different. Uh, they, they, the, Simpsons show, like, the Simpsons is owned and written by the Illuminati, Steve. That's, that's I mean, you're not right. They're all from Harvard. Their lawyers would rip them to shreds back in bones, those days. Baby. But yeah, the intra-ABC stuff or inter-ABC should have worked out between Boy Meets World and Home Improvement. I just remember the Simpsons bit where it's like, you know, Tim Allen backing up over <laughs> Wilson. Like, oh, I killed Wilson. Yeah, they did it all the time. <laughs> it's so stupid. I loved it. <laughs> Uh, See, so yeah, Alan is really pressuring his wife into getting down tonight. Yeah. Again, lights completely on. <laughs> his wife is not in the bed in any way. She's just like. She was like shaving the corns off her feet or something. Like yeah, she was like, sitting at the end of the bed, like clipping her toenails. There was nothing romantic about what was set up here at all. Like, and he's just like, hey, let's get going. You know, and you're like, oh, I mean, all right. <laughs> like, Those 90s dads. I guess it's like, this guy must get action every week or like multiple times a week when his wife doesn't seem into it. So I'm like, okay. Like I said, 90s dads. I'm like, she's giving you some pretty clear signals here, but all right, <laughs> keep keep trucking. <laughs> Go for it, Alan. Uh, so then they lean down. They're going to start making out and they lay down on the bed. The same bed that Eric and that hussy were with earlier. <laughs> and the uh the mom says, ow, and she gets poked, not by Mr. Matthews, <laughs> but by an earring on the bed. And Alan's Careless. like, Alan's like, well, it wasn't me. Yeah. And <laughs> she did like, have a great reaction right there, though. That yeah. was a good reaction by that actor. I, I, mean, I didn't do anything. <laughs> I didn't get this earring. I wasn't hooking up with anybody here. She was like, I, yeah, no joke. I know did, that you didn't do it. Yeah, and exactly. <laughs> that's the best runner almost. She's like, yeah, no shit. You know, like, you're I know not you're not cheat on me. You wouldn't be asking me for tail right now if you just got some two hours ago from somebody <laughs> wearing. On bed. Except wearing this earring, nonetheless. <laughs> you, know, like, you clearly went up uh, some age brackets there. If that's how this went down. Uh, so, yeah, he takes offense and he's like, no, 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 no. Uh, a blonde chick asked me earlier you know, how fresh the bread was at my grocery <laughs> store. Like, I mean, okay. I can't even think his wife works right now. Like, she gets a job maybe later. Oh, I don't even know. What's yeah. the dad do for a living? He's a grocer. Like he owns the grocery store? I think he's the assistant manager or something. Of a grocery store? Yeah. Well, I mean, psh, you probably get paid $60,000 in like 1994, which is the equivalent of like $200,000 now. So probably doing all right. I know, but that Philadelphia suburban house, that thing's a mansion. And for some reason, two of his kids are sharing a room. Inflation's a bitch. I guess so. Yeah, that's true. Two of his kids are sharing a room. So, that's little little so it's one, two, three bedroom house. Seemingly. Huh. Maybe like, Alan needs a, you know, workout room or 
bonk room. <laughs> it's got a bonk room. <laughs> yeah. Let's go to the sex dungeon. Get that armor off. <laughs> so it's all sex energy. The mom knows immediately. This earring is from a young lady, a teenage girl. And the only person who would be with a teenage girl is Eric. And so this is one of the funnier parts where the, the old man, Alan's like, well, I'm going to go talk to him. And she's like, hold on, hold on. I don't want you talking to him and giving him any of those dad winks at the end or whatever. My boy. Yeah, exactly. None of that. You know, hey, you really need to wait until marriage. But, you know, that a boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this is where I do start cracking up almost. <laughs> right. What an interesting premise where you're like, all right, your kid is like 16. He might have been hooking up with a chick, maybe in your bed. How do you talk to your kid? Because I would probably do a lot of what that mom is accusing you. I'd be like, hey, man, keep it respectful. Keep it out of the house. Don't do it in the bed and stuff like that. But who am I to judge, man? You're 16, 17. If she was wanting to go, I mean, like, I just completely can understand that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, make sure everything's legal between you all and all that kind of stuff. Don't be messing with crazy Jake. I was like, if you're both seven, like, I don't know how old he is. I think he's got to be 17 or something. Yeah. So you're like, yeah, at a boy, you know, I mean, like to a certain degree, I'd be like, great. It's going to be, it's going to happen. Um, so there's a lot of fun jokes in between there, but then they go talk to the kids and really come down on them hard about how you're in a lot of trouble for this son. And then Corey kind of reveals this whole plan about how he's got a date tomorrow and how Eric told him what to do. Yeah, he's like, well, you can't ground Eric because he's the only one who gave me advice on how to get girls. And they're like, what dumb advice did this guy <laughs> give you? And he recay, you know, he rehashes all the same stuff you said yeah. about uh, just pick any old rando girl. Doesn't matter if you're into him. Just say one nice thing about him and then try to seal the deal. You know, like <laughs> get him on a date, basically. And that's when the parents are like, you don't even know her name, do you, or anything like that? And he's like, I, I don't know. I will know her name. I will. I will know <laughs> I her name. I her name. So then they try to put a TGIF bow on this thing, and like Corey goes back to school, and he sees this girl whose name he doesn't know, and he's like, hey, you know, I don't think we should go out on a date. It's, it's weird. This it's, is weird. We need to get to know each other more. <clears throat> It's not time to date right now. And you're like, you weren't going to do anything with her anyway. You're in the Corey. seventh grade. Yeah. Like, what were you going to do, Corey? <laughs> so, <laughs> he has no game. What was he going to do? Uh, so that's pretty much how the episode fizzles out. I don't think we see Feeny again no, or anything like that. We didn't see Minkus. We did see Mr. Turner for like half a second. Oh, yeah. He cruised through in the cafeteria for a minute. He was hitting on that new teacher. That's the thing. I was like, you would have thought he'd be more in the like sex machine uh, elements of this episode, but he well, was only there briefly. He was, wasn't he. Well, didn't he also teach or was that the original teacher that was teaching the health class? Did they show like the original teacher and then the, and then that guy got sick or some shit? Oh, I don't know. I feel like there was a guy at some point. No one could ever know, Jordan. Mm, no. But find out next time we might go into a deep dive on how weird William Daniels was in the sack with his wife and whether or not Wendy was a recurring character on Boy Meets World. Thanks again. This has been another delicious episode of Sideshow Frasier. Until next time, don't watch TV and drive. (laughs) 